0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast. Everybody's here, we're predicting football games, talking about football games from last week, talking about football news. It's all football all the time. If you are one of our lovely subscribers, wherever you get your podcast and you're subscribing, a big thank you to you. If you're not subscribing and you're getting this podcast, please do consider subscribing. It's a big help to us and we really do appreciate it. So, let's get going. Here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast.
1: Recording in progress
0: Allegedly, recording is in progress It's certainly a lot better than it was, you know, the other time That we don't talk about the never-never time Well, it's that time of the week where four people get together to talk about uh, a a ball that is a a certain shape And we flip a coin to find out which shape it's going to be And today, it's the round ball we're going to be looking through the round ball window I am joined by the host who has more than the most The Middlesbrough fan from up Middlesbrough way Mr Paul Williams, welcome to you sir Good evening Andrew, good evening gentlemen We've got the uh, the host of the Pursuit of Hoppiness podcast He's even... In it's it's not full kit, but it's some kit. That's right, Mister Matthew. I don't know. It's not you. full kit. I know it's not full kit because I got the uh, the crotch shot before we started.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it's top on, and then nothing else underneath the uh, <laughs> meller, as it's known as.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, it, that it is.
2: Thirty-year-old reference, folks. In year old, reference, folk. In, uh, year old re-
0: in the words of Deadpool, he is doing a full-on Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and uh, repping danhausen it's the host of the Getting Hove podcast. He loves the Danhausen, but he loves the football as well. Mr. Stuart Woodmancy, hello to you, sir. Hello, hello, love that Danhausen. Obviously, I'm here because if I wasn't here, who knows what would happen? Gotta keep all these uh, these, these rowdy boys in check. So, Paul. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to see?
1: Well, well, obviously we just need to welcome everyone along to uh, another instalment of the football podcast for this particular week, month, year, decade, whenever it is you're listening to it. I'd like to know if there is some people that are listening to this in, like, you know, 50 years time or whatever, and just seriously can like questioning their life choices like But you know, that's uh, that's neither in or there. Uh, it's uh, it's we we're, we're, we're coming off the back of FA Cup week. So obviously we'll cover but we'll cover the results that happened in that there FA Cup and we'll cover it
0: right now. So very rarely this will happen, but at time of gameplay I will actually run into the results of certain games. And uh, I was in the vicinity of a TV on on Saturday. And I, I text the group, I was like So that that Middlesbrough game then? Uh just, no no goals. No goals at all, no. Um Mansfield versus Middlesbrough. Sounds like a slow one if there was no goals in this game. Paul.
1: It, it started off all, it started off very well. Uh Middlesbrough were ahead after four minutes, uh with the the human battering ram that is Uche Ipiazou, getting his uh, first goal in a while. Um, the, the best thing about it was the fact that um, they he, he was probably fouled about four times in the, in the build-up to the goal, uh, but basically just refused to let them bring him down, basically. So he just shrugged them off and then just smashed one in the top corner, which was lovely. Uh, so yeah, Uche Ipiazu, uh with a goal. The second... Uh, was was very uh, very rude, I would say, because it was scored by a, a player that had signed the day before. So obviously, we didn't have a chance to cover it on the podcast. But Middlesbrough have made a signing. He played and he scored. Um, apologies to all the Irish brethren out there, because I'm going to absolutely butcher this. But I believe his name is Caelan, or I'll go with we'll go with Caelan Boyd Muntz. Don't know much about him. He's uh, he's a young lad who's coming from Birmingham. Um, I think he's I think he's from Northern Ireland. Uh, looked like he was a confident little player. Obviously he's got his goals and stuff like that. So happy days. That's when it started to go a little bit downhill. Uh, so in the second half, Mansfield equalled, not equalised. Sorry, they got a goal back through Oliver Hawkins on the 67th minute, uh, and on the 85th minute. Um, Reese Oates, who last season was firing Hartlepool United back into the Football League, decided he would score a score a goal and then automatically transition from being fouled slash getting challenged while scoring into his celebration. Which was quite good because he basically fell over as as he was scoring and slid in front of the fans which was actually quite good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Reese Oates equalised for Mansfield in the 85th minute and then um, as, as Middlesbrough seem to do these days they, they managed to get a last minute winner That's two games in a row They've done that now uh, This one was an own goal Which eventually was credited to Elliot Hewitt In the 95th minute Middlesbrough went on to win The game 3-2 So into the next round They go
0: 3-2, five goals in that game Mental um, The good news Is this Everybody got a point because everybody put Middlesbrough down to win. Isn't that wonderful? Nobody, surprisingly, nobody predicted a 3-2 win. So nobody got the two points. But if anybody was to get two points, you can guarantee it would be Matthew Moore. Who was like, do you know who's going to score in this game? Oates, he's going to score, so uh, gets a little point for a goal scorer. Of the multiple goal scorers that were predicted in this game, that was the only point that was given for goal scorers. So, Matthew Moore. Ahead, Praise the
2: BT
1: at the top scorers section.
0: <laughs> ahead.
1: I can say though, I point. kind of, I kind of feel like the Borough kind of pulled a bit of a fast one on us there because how were we to know that they'd sign a player and then immediately start him in the game?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you can bring that up with them, that'd be uh, great. Let us know what I will do. Uh, uh, I,
1: I also might cover it in the predictions for next week's games. I might just like sort of just pluck a random name out of the edges on the on the chance that one of the three teams signs him or something and having to score. So Leo, 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 Lionel Messi will be uh, playing and scoring for Hull in their game later on this week. Speaking of Hull.
0: Hull went up against Everton. Now, we saw five goals in the mansfield Middlesbrough game. I can't imagine we're going to see that kind of action in Hull versus Everton. Stu, prove me wrong. Well,
3: you're kind of right. Because in normal time, there was only four goals. But unfortunately, after extra time, Hull did lose 3 2 in what was pretty much a a pretty valiant display, to be honest. I was actually quite impressed. Um, There was a horrible period in the game. So, to begin with, after 45 seconds, Hull went 1 0 up, which was great. Anyone want to guess uh, what time I actually walked through the door and switched the TV on? Oh, that's right minutes into the game to so absolutely miss the first goal um, so yes, so 45 seconds into the game, whole 1-0 up to be honest, they looked reasonably comfortable until Damari Gray decided that oh, oh yeah, there is a game on and then on about 16 minutes just decided it would actually have a go um, and 21 minutes came, he scored their equaliser 10 minutes later, Gomez scored to make it 2-1 to Everton. And that's how it sat at half time. Uh Hull looked like they'd rolled over. I thought that was it. I was I'm a pessimistic boots back on again. And then they came out second half and started like they started the first half, they were actually giving it a go again. And uh, Longman scored on the seventy first minute for Hull, making it two two and that's how it stayed until full time. Um it was a great goal to be honest. Lovely little sort of pass back, curled in, top left hand corner. Uh, really well taken. Uh, but unfortunately for Hull, Andros Townsend decided that this was the game he was going to return to Everton's lineup, albeit albeit via the subs bench, and, uh, yeah, pretty much smash one in the, the, the top corner on 99 minutes. Um, so, yeah, they, they gave a good account of themselves. Um, really, really impressive. Uh, the only disappointing thing, aside from the fact that they lost, was idiots in the East stand decided to start chucking stuff at players. But... Um, we might get to that in a little while.
0: So, Stu, we, we need to talk about you back in your own team. Um, the, the three of us have gathered here today to tell you that we love you, but <laughs> this is an intervention and uh, you, you need to stop back in your own team. Because you are the only person that didn't get a point for the scores in this game. Um, Mr. Moore was very much like, I think I've got this one. I think I can predict it. And we're just one goal off a two-pointer. Uh, that's right, Paul, Matt and myself got points for the scores. Um, nobody... Nobody got the whole goal scorers, but Paul predicted Gomez, and myself and Matt predicted Townsend. So uh, two points for Paul, two points for Matt, two points for me, and we'll move on
3: from there. Can I can I ask a question then about the scoring? I'm assuming that you're going after extra time on that score because technically nobody predicted a draw. The bookies wouldn't pay out on a win for Everton on that. Just saying. As in, don't give you all points, please.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, we're playing fancy football rules here.
3: Oh yeah, of course you are. <laughs> right, <cost you> right. <laughs> I just I just go. With,
2: correct,
0: Matthew. I just go with what's written on the page. I'm afraid uh, I have to, have to take the fine line. the pool's
2: for safe for going old money pools
0: <laughs> so final game of the week is Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal Um, Matt
2: As, before I start they think was was the Mansfield
1: Middlesbrough game on TV no so no. it was for some reason it was moved to being the earliest of the Saturday kickoffs at 12.15 but was not picked up for um, UK broadcast. However, there must be some sort of deal that gets that gets sort of put around the world for FA Cup rights. So every game that's played from the third round onwards, I think, is broadcast somewhere. somewhere in the, the of
2: ours,
1: somewhere in the deepest depths of somewhere, they desperately wanted to watch Mansfield. Exactly. So obviously <laughs> the 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 Papua New Guinea arm of the Mansfield Supporters Trust or whatever, (laughs) that really, really wanted to watch this game, got their wish somehow. I just just thought with all of them being at quirky
2: times, maybe they were all on telly. Right, uh, so, kind of, uh, yeah, so, Forrest and Arsenal played out, I mean, quite quite an impressive kind of first half. The fact that Roy Keane came on telly and just went, Rubbish. It, it was rubbish. They were both rubbish. You know, they kind of like, well, that's a little bit harsh, Roy, considering one of the teams is mid table in the Championship and the other one's pushing for uh, the Champions League. Uh, but um, but yeah, the first, the first half was left a little bit to be desired. I thought, you know, maybe Forrest tinted glasses on. I thought they gave him a good, a bit of a push and a shove and it kind of gave him a bit of a kind of proper cook tie about them. Um, Then they came out in the second half and kind of started to kind of really push the game, I thought. Um, And eventually they took off uh, Davis, who was making his debut, um, was quite impressive, pretty quick, put himself about a bit, ruffled some feathers, but on Lewis Graben, that in the uh, 83rd minute, um, you know, scored a typical Lewis Graben goal the biggest surprise was that it was an absolutely pearl of a cross from Ryan Yates that there uh, was just just in the just in the corridor of uncertainty I think they call it and uh, stuck it in the back of the net for I'd say you know a, a decent win not that not the best upset from the weekend but um, I'm sure we'll discuss that uh, but uh, the uh, yeah a good finish and that uh, kind of thing and then it turns into oh you know Forrest should be getting promoted and all that kind of thing and I've seen and I've seen this happen in the past, and uh, I'll believe when I see it. Uh, but yeah, good finish, well played. We um, yeah, I think we discussed Jed Spence also kind of performing really, really well, and a lot of people t- kind of taking notice of kind of what's been seen at Forest. He still can't defend.
1: Um, it was it was interesting because apparently I think I don't know if he, I don't know if it was if, I don't know if he right brought it up on the coverage, but. All over Twitter, there was all this stuff about Middlesbrough must have a hell of a right-back if, lo- if they've agreed to let Jed Spence go out on loan and stuff like that. So, obviously, all the, uh, all the smart-ass Borough fans are like, uh, yeah, he's just won Championship Player of the, U- uh, player the uh, Month, actually, I think you'll find. Mm-hmm. It was like, calm down, lads. He's having a good time at the minute.
2: The best, I think the best thing I've seen was was that you know people like saying to Chris Wilder you know why did you not why did you not make him come back and he was like basically told us he didn't want to come back <laughs> I was like fair enough you know <laughs> like and, they, they, and he was like well I don't want someone at the club who doesn't want to play for the club and you know kind of both sides of it you know you see both sides of it and you kind of think fair enough you know but
1: it seems a bit kind of it's, it's, <sighs> an interesting situation because i don't think the doors closed for him at borough but i think in his head he's like he's in a position where he's gone from not playing or not being in the not sometimes not even being in the squad on a weekend to being pretty much guaranteed first team mm-hmm. oh, and definitely. and he doesn't even though there's even though there's been a change in like managers, of something he doesn't want to he doesn't want to go back to not playing again does he so he's he's more than happy staying where he is and I suppose, from from a borough sort of perspective, I think it it just sort of says that the, the better he performs, he either comes back and he does really well for borough next season, or they get even more money for him if he goes on a transfer. So, yeah. win win for borough.
0: Win win indeed. Uh, now, Forest one, Arsenal nil. Uh, spoilers: nobody put Forest down to win. Uh, there was uh, going as high as a, a, a four goals for Arsenal. So four possible goal scorers by some people. Um, obviously wasted when uh, there were no Arsenal goals. Um, I'll just quickly turn the page. But before I do, I'll just highlight one man. Stepped out of the darkness to say he's got to get them 60 goals. So Lewis Graham's going to score... It was me. Me. So. Me and Matt are going to fight to the death right now. Over Zoom. Because. Paul. Three points for the week. A good outing. Stu. One point for the week. And me and Matt tied. With four points each. Uh, Matt. You can have first choice of weapon. Weapon. Um, so, back to you, Paul. Where are you taking us next?
1: Uh, one one final thing I will say about that Forest game was that um, I uh, I was driving to a friend's house at the time and it was on, uh, on. On the radio coverage, they brought up the fact that after about half an hour, the Arsenal uh, left back was taken off. And at first, like, oh, he looks like he might have a bit of a knock here or something like that. No, he was just that shit that uh, Arteta took him off and uh, apparently had a bit of a strop on the side of the pitch which oh, was lovely to did. see so excellent, well done Did he, he take, he uh, did he, did
0: he take no, half of right. his kit off and uh, and run off up the tunnel? No, yeah.
1: strange enough he didn't leave the pitch doing star jumps yeah, it's <laughs> weird He did right. throw his gloves
2: down to the floor in a very stroppy manner uh, I think like, something else to add on to that obviously Arsenal had a, a one-off kit um, that them and Adidas have produced uh, between them to raise awareness for knife crime in uh, specifically in London but I think Forrest kind of piggybacked on it with to say it's pretty shit in Nottingham as well to be honest Um I think it has a problem across the country but yeah those those shirts are not going to be sold anywhere but they will be auctioned off and uh, Idris Elba was in the crowd wearing his own one as well so uh, yeah, it's a kind of
1: weirdy cause. Um, yeah. So. Yes, indeed. Um, just to sort of a little bit of a wrap-up for FA Cup talk, obviously, um, our three teams weren't the only teams that were involved. Um, from a personal perspective, Liverpool United were also involved in a third cup, tie, a third cup round tie uh, and managed to get themselves through um they've been a bit of a cup team this season so every every time they've played a team that's been in a division higher than them i believe they've beaten them every single time this season so they managed to knock off blackpool 2-1 and their reward for that was a trip to crystal palace in the next round so premier league versus league two tie fingers crossed might get picked for tv coverage and things like that so um I can I, I I must admit. I'll, I'll have to apologise, Matt. I, I can't remember seeing who Forrest got in the fourth round. But Middlesbrough, against oh, Manchester United. Lovely. We got Leicester
2: at home. Leicester City cup holders at home. And then just to kind of add a little bit to the FA Cup kind of thing, we've all found that favourite our favourite time of the year, which we all like. It just makes everything feel comfortable in the world of. It's official. Newcastle United cannot win any trophies again this season. So just, you know,
1: just mark that. I, uh, yeah. I have a group of uh, Middlesbrough supporters that we're, we're in a WhatsApp chat with. And I just sent them, a thing that just said, happy anniversary, lads. It's like, everyone was like, what, oh, what? It's like, you know, it's that day of the year we all look forward to. The day where Newcastle's trophy drought carries on for another year. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, they all enjoyed that one. That was quite good.
3: I mean you're also glossing over that very quickly. I mean let, let's not look over the fact that they got beat by uh, Cambridge United at Newcastle. So uh, with with with, with uh, you know new signing Kieran Trippier making
1: his debut in England England international Kieran Trippier. Uh World Cup semi-final goal scorer Kieran Trippier. Yeah yes that's that 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 Kieran Trippier. uh so I think uh, what we'll do is we'll move on to we'll move on to next week's games, including um, a revised boxing day prediction,
0: a pickup
1: for what, a certain whole city team. Um, what we might have to do is we might have to take a short short interlude break. And then continue with the festivities.
0: You're well, taking your break. Awesome. You're taking your break now. Interesting. That's fine. You can take a break before we get into the juicy juiciness of next week's games. So we'll be back literally almost in an instant. So uh, stay tuned to find out what uh, what we reckon next week's game is going to look like, and a bonus game to boot. We'll be back in a minute.
1: Recording in progress
0: And just like that we're back Magic Magicated So as we were saying before the break We've got uh, three games Up and coming and a bonus For all you Hull City fans You get uh, to double dip this week However We will get to that shortly Middlesbrough Take on Reading Um. Matt has already sent me his predictions, because he is super organised, and I have already done my predictions. Definitely not off the back of what Matt sent me, because they're completely different. Um, so that is one of those things where uh, Stu and Paul can do theirs live, and I'll uh, I'll just mention what Matt sent. Middlesbrough reading. So Paul, you will go last. So. Uh, it, it, it used you
3: Stu ok, right. No, not a worry I am prepared, ready to go Middlesbrough on the back of their cup win and all of those goals will continue that and score two more whilst Reading can only muster one this weekend, so Middlesbrough 2 Reading 1 uh, Sporra and Jones to score for Borough and everybody's favourite son of the North East Andy Carroll to uh, score the other one for Reading
0: now it's funny you should say that because you and Matt park your cars in the same garage. Two one from Matt with a Sporer, but a what more? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but Swifts. Swift, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, I also like what you boys are putting down. Two nil from this guy Sporer and Coburn. So let's go to our Middlesbrough correspondent to find out what his team are actually going to do at the weekend.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm fully on board with, with all of what's been said. Uh, I'm going to up the ante though. I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. Oh. Uh, no shock. Uh, I'm going to go for Spira to continue his scoring exploits. I think he's at I think he scored in the last three games running um, I'll go for what more to get the other and he's just signed on loan but he was not given permission to play by his parent club Brighton in the cup at the weekend so I believe this may be our you were chance say to see
0: parents. <laughs> it's mum and dad <laughs> like you're not playing Not playing at the weekend because you haven't done your homework.
1: <laughs> well, when, this, when you see the size of him, you might consider that that might be the case because he's the only timing. But I'm going to go for Aaron Connolly to get
0: uh, to get a debut goal. Okay, and just like that, that game is predicted. Takes us swiftly to Millwall versus Nottingham Forest. Now, this is one of the situations where Matt would go last, but Matt's actually gone second. I'll just reveal his last. Confused yet? If not, you soon will be. So here we go. We've got... we finished with you, but let's start with you. Paul Millwall, Nottingham Forest. Ooh.
1: Um, maybe, you, let's look at where Millwall are. Tough place to go, but then, but not for Forest. Two 0 Grabben and Zinchenagel.
0: Honestly, I thought you were going to take my entire prediction there because I went with a 2 0 for Forest, and I went Grabben and Taylor. So, Stu, why don't you tell us what you think?
3: Um, not quite as confident as Paul said. Difficult place to go. Um, not a great result league-wise against Huddersfield last time. But I have got them to improve slightly at a 1-1 draw. So, I've got Bennett for Millwall. And Johnson.
0: Interesting. Matt's actually got his team down to be beaten in this game. 2-1 to Millwall. Bradshaw and Adobe. Adobe. And uh, like Stu, Johnson for Forest. Brings us to our first of two Hull City games. Hull Hull, Hull City versus Stoke City. All the cities in one place. Uh, Stu, you'll pick last. Me and Matt are already in the book. So, Paul, you're on again.
1: Another toughie. All the tough games apart from Borough. Um, this is on the Sunday, isn't it? It mate. is. Yes, it is. It's Live on TV. Off. Yep. Live on TV. Um, Well, they had a good showing against Everton in the Cooks. So I believe that will G them on for a 1-1 draw.
0: Interesting
1: I believe the goals will be scored by The long man himself And Tyrese Campbell
0: The reason I say it was interesting What makes it even more interesting Is that Matt obviously knew the way that Stu was going to predict his team Got in there first He's also gone with a 1-1 draw However, Lewis Potter and Surridge, Sturridge. Um, I, I've got the faith. I'm full of the faith. Hull City, one. Stoke City, nil. Lewis Potter score. Dundee Stew. Stu. So
3: this is not only the first of two two hull games on the podcast, it is the first of two hull games I will be at in person. I know, two on the spin. And it's been a long time since I've been able to say that. Um agree with Paul, the performance I think at the weekend will have them on a little bit. Um but also to the point where I've predicted them to win recently and it hasn't happened. So whilst I feel that the performance will be there they will only lose by one goal this time, as opposed to many more. So I'm going for whole nil Stoke one. I really hope for our sake that it's not that score when we're actually there in person. Um, and everybody's favourite shithouse from the Stoke team, Fletcher, to score the goal.
1: We've all fallen at the trap here. There's an old boy and we've all forgotten
3: about oh, there there are many old boys for stuck because there's Tom Ince, there's Sam Klukas. I thought about the whole lot but um I saw that I saw that name just poking out of the team sheet and I thought because he always scores against us so I I've, I've stayed away
0: so there is one more game to predict as I keep mentioning Hull City versus Blackburn Rovers which is a uh, it's a bit of a do-over from a, a postponement. Boxing Day postponement. Um, now then, the way we're going to do this is... If you want to stick with your original prediction, which, in this instance, Matt Moore has decided to do that, I will just transfer your original prediction to this prediction. However, it has been agreed by the collective that if you want to repick, like... I have. You can do that now. What I will say is, I repicked my picks, and then only then did I go back to look at what I'd originally put, and was amused. Some might say so. Stew, you will pick last again, which unfortunately for you, Paul, brings us swiftly back to you. Would you like to repick or use your original pick?
1: So, off the top of my head, I was going to say 1, 2. I don't know if that is what I originally had said. Are you just showing sure off your counting?
0: <laughs> it is not.
1: Uh, yeah, in that case, I'll go for whole 1, Blackburn 2.
0: Okay. Scorers.
1: I went for the long man before, so I'll go for the honey man in this one.
0: Yeah, you and
1: And then a brace for Brereton. I'm not saying his other name. Racist, no, miserable. Yeah, and that one. <laughs>
0: Nothing
1: <laughs> racist about it.
0: All I'll say That's is on um, his birth certificate. So all I'll say is. Like me, you nearly got your original prediction absolutely nailed on because that's what you picked. Uh, that's almost what you picked last time. Um, Matt has gone with a Hull City 1, Blackburn Rovers 3. Uh, Honeyman, uh, a similar pick to, uh, to Mr. Williams with a Brayton Deuces. And uh, a Buckley. Now that's Matt's original pick, which I've just transferred over. I repicked. and I went with a Hull City 2-0 win, Wilkes, and also went with Honeyman. So, Stew, it is up to you to tell us what's really going down in this game.
3: Well, all this talk about double-dipping got me thinking that I might as well just pick two one-nil losses in a week um, to try and get that uh, prediction train back on track, as it were. I like it. Um, well, I mean, it's not the predictions is it, that they get back on track. I guess it's you know us actually getting some points in the league. Uh, so I've gone for Hull nil Blackburn one with Paul's favourite Chilean to uh, to score that goal.
1: Marcelo Salas has come out of retirement.
3: <laughs> I love the fact that he, if you watch it on YouTube, you could just see Paul like just ticking. Then, oh my god, think of a Chilean footballer. Quick, quick, quick. And of course, it just comes out of his mouth. So,
0: and that is the sound of a clicking pen, which signifies the end of football game predicting. So, Paul. Where are we off to next on our journey through the football world?
1: Well, it's, uh, it's only right to talk a little bit of this week in football, isn't it? Absolutely. Obviously we covered we covered in the uh, in the roundup of the FA Cup games that Middlesbrough had signed yet another player. Um, in the Kaelin Boyd Murphy. Um, I don't know if that's his name, I think I might have just shanned him off there. Um, uh, apparently there's rumours that they're Close to agreeing a another loan deal uh, for an Arsenal striker by the name of Falorin Balogun. That could be that could be arranged by, I think tomorrow. Uh, but in theory, should be done within enough time for him to be eligible to play against Reading on Saturday. Um, they have also announced that they've sold one of their youth youth players, William Cocolo. Has gone to Burton Albion. Um, that's about it on the transfer front from the borough. Do you, know, do you boys know of anything that's taken place at your clubs?
3: Transfer wise, very quiet. Um, regular listeners might remember last week I spoke about the fact that the takeover is still sort of going through and um, we were waiting for the EFL to, to sort of sign it off. Well, as it turns out, the new potential new owner came in to actually be in the crowd at the game against Everton at the, at the weekend and um, was on TV lots of times, as he is, uh, you know, he's used to doing, seeing as he's a bit of a media mogul in Turkey. Um, apparently, the deal was all signed off before then, but yeah, it, the, the EFL haven't put a time scale on the signing off the deal, so it could have been done for the weekend. It, I mean, it, it could be done for. The third round of the FA Cup next year. At this rate, who knows? Um, but yeah, apparently the the figure that's been uh, sort of touted after we also spoke about a football club getting sold for one Jack Grealish last last week. Um, it, the figure that's been touted is thirty million pounds, which is a third. It's just under a third of a Jack Grealish. So, uh, so there we are. Um, they, they put a little video of him arriving, the, the new potential new owner, arriving at the ground, and uh, it went on their socials, and just him arriving at the ground got the uh, the internet in a frenzy, and that, that video of him stepping off a bus has been viewed over one million times already, which is just ridiculous. Um, so that kind of shows what sway he has predominantly back home, I guess, but um, ho- hopefully, yeah. Uh, that, bring that support and the money into the club, then uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, Grant McCann has struggled with any kind of signing at all because of what's going on and kind of how it's stalled, um, and he's not met the potential new owner yet either. From the reports I've seen, which, in fairness, if it ain't gone through yet. Like wow, you know why would he? I guess at this stage, so it's it's one of them things where they put it in the paper and you're like, yeah, it's a bit of a non-story though that until it all goes through because I I, I, I don't know. But um, Josh McGinnis has been linked with a move away, Uh, but again, nothing nothing solid on that front yet either. So fingers crossed. Next week it'll be it's finally gone through and we've got a boatload of new players. But um, yeah, watch this
2: space. Yeah. I mean, all, all I've got is Forrest signed a Canadian fullback, Richie L Loyer or something like that from from Toronto FC MLS signing. Um yeah, that don't know anything about him. Apparently got a bit of an edge to him kinda of, which seems to be the Forest way at the moment. Um kind of apparently has got into a couple of like scraps as well. Um so stands up for his teammates, um, like and that type of stuff. But apart from that, it's yeah, we had the Steven Cook, Steve Cook signing last week, uh, with the Keenan Davis on like the first day of the transfer window. The upping of Jed Spence uh for the rest of the season. And then yeah, this one as well, but <clears throat> there's lots of rumours Jed Wallace keeps on coming up. Um, from our opponents this weekend. Um, but yeah, who knows? Kind of thing. It seems to be some things can be a bit out of left field, like the fullback signing, um, and, the, uh, and some of them seem to be pretty kind of like standard, like the Jed Wallace kind of thing. They we sent back uh, a player that we'd loaned from Arsenal, uh, OC22, I think. Uh, he just spent he just arrived immediately got injured came back did 20 minutes got injured and so far just kind of went uh, best it's probably best that you go back to your pet parent club uh and get some rehab uh see you later kind of thing so yeah, yeah. it's a bit of shame for the lads because i think you know he come to get some experience and we're probably gonna get it
1: but uh, just couldn't stay fit Well, that's the transfer roundup. Uh, the only other thing that I've got really is that we've, I don't know if we covered it last week, but the um, the latest international tournament has, has begun. So the African Cup of Nations is ongoing. Doesn't doesn't really affect our clubs, to be honest with you. As I don't think, Borough certainly have lost anyone. Oh no, they have. They've lost they've lost a midfielder who wasn't playing anyway. Who's gone over? James Leah Salikis joined up with Cameroon. But other than that, they've not lost any first-team players. So, um, well, that's obviously ongoing. Um, so, And it's actually on Sky for some reason, which I didn't realise until the other day. But Sky have picked up the rights for it because it's usually on BBC. BBC um, have got 10 games, I think they said, on their on the coverage the
2: other night. Um, but yeah, the, watching the coverage on Sky, after years of ignoring it, and now giving it the big licks is 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 quite is quite, quite amusing, because it's like, oh, you know. And it's the usual kind of garbage that it, that kind of aggravates you about it, is that it's like, look at all these Premier League stars playing in the, in the African Cup Nations, because why the hell else would you watch it? Which is, it's crap, because, you know, watch it, because there's some decent football, not, you know, whoop, because Premier League when you're missing the Premier League
1: watch, watch the African combinations because you know your favourite African players are playing there now listen Matt you need to you just need to realise remember that football's only been around for 30 years
0: <laughs> it's true
1: and before before Sky was a thing football didn't exist it literally just sort of like happened overnight you know Man United Liverpool, all them teams, they just they just spontaneously just Appeared in the in the summer of 1992, and then you know, and it's taken them until now to decide that they wanted to pick up the African company. Um, what I did, one thing I did see that I thought was quite funny was that I think they'd said that within within 45 seconds of the first game kicking off, there would there'd been had been a studs up potential <laughs> red card challenge or something like that in the first game, and apparently the ref was just like play on. So, beautiful you love it the one game i did say today was that um it was the i believe it's pronounced the comoros islands playing against gabon i could be given a map with the name comoros islands written on it and i still wouldn't know where to point to on the globe as to where the hell that is
3: I mean, I'd hazard I've got, a guess at a
1: rough, I've got a rough idea that it would be in Africa, Africa but South apart Africa. from that... Yeah. It
3: might somewhere. be next to Africa. I don't think the islands will be in Africa, but... Um...
1: Who knows? Africa's a strange place, though, because you've got some countries that are fully surrounded by other countries, but they're within countries, so... And uh, w- welcome along to this week's edition of Geography
3: Cast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, it was it was going it was it, he saved
2: it at the end there because it, it was going a very kind of Africa's a funny place, and I was like, oh, I think I need to
1: <laughs> on this podcast, quick, bring it back, bring it <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> no, there it was, was one of been... those things. Like, like, obviously, when you were ever watching, if if anyone ever watched Pointless. They, they, they cover this thing where they say there's basically some answers that are just like pointless sort of classics and if there was ever if they were ever asked for African countries, they could always guarantee that the Central African Republic would give them pointless answers every single time. <laughs> so whenever the African combinations are, I always think, ah, did the Central African Republic qualify for this year's tournament? <laughs> it's, a strange, it's a strange one, because like, like, it's the only tournament that takes place during the season. Which is always odd.
2: I think it's one of those, I think obviously there was the controversy that we kind of avoided the other week, and now we're uh, diving headlong into it um, uh, with uh, Jurgen Klopp. And he was being sarcastic. I mean, you listen to the statement, and he was obviously being sarcastic, but great offence was taken to it by him saying it was a little tournament. And it, it wasn't, it was in that kind of, oh, just, you know, it's that kind of thing of, it's a big, it's a major tournament, and my players are going. But you know, it, and and I think you know they took great offence to that, and it's obvious. And then there was a discussion around why it doesn't fit in with the European season, which you know, some, some people are like. Well, why does it have to? Because it's the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, but I think obviously I think the major thing with it is is the weather. Obviously, it's their their winter time, um, summertime now. Yeah,
3: with, It'll, um, depend. It'll be depending on where in Africa it's played because the equator yeah. obviously nails through, doesn't it? So it, they could just fuck everybody over and put it hang on the equator to make it just the hottest thing you have ever seen in your life.
2: That's the Qatar World Cup next year. Yeah, yeah.
1: Beat me to it. God, that <laughs> not even. Well, it's not even next year, is it? It's December. December, yeah. yeah. Or November, is it? I think it starts in November
3: so so that there, there's you giving it the, the whole thought, Oh, it's this, the only football tournament that's played during the season and he's shot himself <laughs> yeah, in the foot but, but, <laughs> yeah
1: but, not, yeah, but uh, it's, it's just, uh, let's be honest it's the world cup that shouldn't even be taking place but we'll get to those that now because the podcast will end up being about four parts long for those of you that aren't aware anymore
3: this, this is Paul's brain just laying the groundwork to store away those trivia questions in like 20 years' time when it's like, what year was the only year that this happened in, in the way? See, look, it's happening now, it's tuning it in, dialing it in.
2: And also, if you don't think that Cookie Cast can write a good storyline, come back in like nine months when it comes
1: to reviewing the Qatar World Cup. <laughs> One, one, more, one more thing. I, I, I can't seem to find the full details of it now, but obviously last week in the League Cup, the Arsenal-Liverpool game was postponed because of a COVID outbreak in the Liverpool squad. Mm-hmm. Some rumours doing the rounds today that apparently 10 of the Liverpool squad returned false positive COVID tests. Mm. At which point they actually did the maths. Apparently it's like something like You've got a not point not 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 no not seven something something, something chance of, uh, of winning the lottery. The chances of the Liverpool squad returning ten false positive tests was something like not point no 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 not three percent. So it's like you sure you wanna die on that Hill Because that's probably bullshit, mate. So So yeah, there's rumours doing the rounds that they uh, basically just didn't want to play the game, so said they had a COVID outbreak. Interesting
3: stuff. That's all I've got. I I do have one more thing to finish on, and for for all of you newfound geography fans, you are once again in luck. I don't know if you guys have, have seen this, but as as we've just talked about geography and COVID, this could not fit any better. Um, so this coming weekend, uh, Chester FC would use to face Brackley Town on Saturday the diva stadium however the game has been postponed kind of because of covid and also kind of because of geography because there is an argument as to whether the ground lies in england or in wales
1: and well, wales I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's an argument i think this is an official thing it's the only stadium that's that falls across two countries well
3: the welsh the the, the thing that i've I'd, I'd seen was uh, taken from bbc sport and it says um the club said it does not feel it has reached a definitive resolution after a debate about where it lies geographically. The Welsh Government insists that as the ground lies in Wales, it is subject to its rules, but has declined to comment on the latest development. Um, so basically, from, from the aerial shot, which um, for those of you that have the YouTubes, you might you might be able to see that, possibly. Um, but the, the yellow line is the borderline, and the ground is in the actual pitch is in Wales. But seemingly, the car park and all the other amenities are in England.
1: Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's the, the, so it's the player's entrance to the stadium is in England. So, yeah, the, the main entrance you, you enter board. the stadium in one country, and you are in the stadium in another country, which is the, ridiculous. Have you got your passport though when you go
2: in? We...
3: The, um, the 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 chairman Andy Morris apparently says, "I get a feeling that nobody really knows what to do with the situation. It's a bit of a political football." They... Thought my jokes were bad. That guy get out.
2: But one damn joke.
3: But I, uh, I yeah, I did I did enjoy that. I thought that was quite quite a fun one because again, Paul clearly knew from his uh, Rain Man level of football knowledge. <laughs> but yeah that, that's all I've got as well this week
0: anything else gentlemen any other business any other news no, lots, no. Of, lots of shaking heads and no no no's so there we go football done and dusted and in the bag last week's games sorted and uh, next week's games predicted with a bonus so there we go all that's left is for me to say thank you to these gentlemen the host with the most, and other podcast hosts for joining me and taking these lovely people through the sometimes murky waters of the football world. Join us next week. It's the same again. We'll review the games we've just predicted and talk about more games that are coming next week. Until then, it's bye from these guys. And it's bye from me. I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another week of games gone. Another week of games to come. And a bonus one. Don't we love bonuses? It's a bonus for you if you subscribe. It's a, a bigger bonus if you like, share and comment wherever you get in this podcast that way we know how much you love us and we'll love you back forever that's it for this one till next time i'm going to say bye and i'll see you then